Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Good day, everyone. Good day. Good morning. Hey, everybody. (laughs) You trying that intro on, Everett? Good day. (laughs) All right. Good day, everybody. (laughs) We should... You say good morning in, in accents, different accents. I bet Tom can do some good accents, actually. Um, all right, so I, I actually want to... Thank you, Justin. Do what? Thank you, Justin. You're welcome. Can you give us one since I'm going to put you on the spot now? No, I really can't do it. <laughs> That's what I figured. Uh, all right. Next week, buddy. Next week. Um, next week. So first, I wanted to uh, start. This is Being Saved Part Two. Um, Tom put us on the hook to record a second one, which is necessary. Oh, um, I thought we already fixed this one. <laughs> we answered it. Um, but it's also interesting because as I have been prepping for this, I'm thinking there's going to be a part three. <laughs> so we'll see how far we get along into this. Um, but uh, first, some the, some. Uh, uh, I want to say housekeeping, but that isn't the right term. Um, I want to say thanks um, to some folks, some folks who have uh, gone on iTunes and gave us reviews, which is very awesome and very helpful. And um, we had some awesome and pretty surprising, not surprising, but just just, uh, awesome reviews on iTunes. So if you're listening and uh, you want to help get this out there more, iTunes is all about... uh, pushing stuff that has reviews and things like that. So uh, go out to iTunes and give us a review and tell us what you think. And, you know, if you don't want to do it there, send us a message on Facebook or Twitter or somewhere else and uh, let us know what you think or questions or topics and things like that. We love it when uh, people get involved. So thank you for everyone for listening. All right. There's the uh, housekeeping notes, if you will. So being saved part two. And we kind of talked about at the end of the last uh, episode some things we wanted to touch on. So we're just going to go through the various things, but beginning with, and I'll let you guys jump in. Why do we use the term saved? What's the origin of that term and why, why do we still use it in, in Christianity? And and, uh, so if someone could hop in and and give me an idea of that, let's start there. Well, uh, I mean, we use it because, I mean, it's a biblical term. I mean, the the idea of God saving us, Jesus saving us, um, is, you know, is is throughout the Bible. Um, I I think the way the Bible uses the term is different than sort of our modern usage of it. Okay. Okay. And and so just going back to our last episode, not to regurgitate too much, but the idea of like being saved from hell kind of is that is that. Okay, so, um, and so, go ahead. Did you have more for that? E? No, that's that the only. Okay, Tom. Through, throughout um, the Old Testament, they're looking for salvation from conquering armies, from uh, oppressive leaders, from you know uh, drought. So their salvation more was a reality. Uh, this world reality hmm. and so the 
the Jewish people were looking for the restoration of their kingdom, you know, Babylon right. conquers Judea, right. Jerusalem, uh, the Babylonians are conquered by the Persians, and so then uh, we see that the king of Persia, I think it's Artaxerxes, he's, list, he's named as, a, uh, as the savior in the Old Testament prophets, which is astonishing that this pagan king who's not Jewish at all could be called the savior, but that's because they had salvation. Their concept of salvation at the time was a political reality. So mm -hmm. they're being restored to their land because of the Persian king. They're getting to rebuild the city. They're getting to rebuild the temple. And then, um, but it doesn't work. I mean, for hundreds of years, they're just bouncing back and forth between different kingdoms. They're vassal states for different kingdoms. They're weak. They're small. And... The Maccabees come along, and it seems like that's not the plan. That's not the prophecy, but it seems like maybe this is God's plan for the Messiah. But they also are eventually kind of corrupt. Um, and so when the Pharisees come along, that's when the big shift happens. They say it's the first time we start hearing about sin and salvation being a term that has more to that isn't just a political reality because they're saying um, if we can just get all the people to be pure then we'll get our kingdom back then we'll be saved so then they started tying salvation to their uh, ritual purity and Jesus came along and said it's not that I'm going to eat with the ritually impure I'm going to eat with the people with unwashed hands the tax collectors sinners and prostitutes but he said, there's something else that's going on here, salvation from sin. Um, but then we have to ask the question, was that communal or individual? So sorry for the long sermon there. But that's kind of the origin, I think. Outstanding. <laughs> that was great. Um, you said it was better than I did. <laughs> yeah, E, come on. No. <laughs> um, what did you say, Everett? You said it so much better than I did. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> um, wow. I need to pause and just reflect on that for a minute. That was great, Tom. That was good stuff. Um, so that that you goes. We had to cut to the chase and get to the get to the nitty gritty. I like it. I like Not it. Really Sorry. Um, so out of the, um, I never know how to say Pharisee um uh, out of there, out of when the, when the Pharisees came along, basically, um, is when they turned, as you said, to um, the ritual ritual uh, purity, and so then Jesus is saying, no, that's that's not the case. So in this saving um, idea that Jesus brought along, it was not from the Romans, right? Who were um, the captors at the time, if you will, right? Is that kind no, of what you were leading to? I mean yeah, I mean, he wanted to also, we eventually learned that he wanted to include the Romans, you know. He wanted to save the Romans, too. Right. So it was a plan. Israel was to be a light for the nations. Um, and so that was the plan all along. It, it seems. goes back to from, Abraham, right? From the Yeah, from the Christian point of view, we see that as the plan. So it's for everybody. But um, the big difference... It, 
The question is, how are we saved from sin? That's the question. And we, today, we talked about it in the last podcast, are answering that question a lot differently than the um, early church answered that question. Right, right. But, I mean, I mean, from the very notion or the, the statement that we need, you know, in how are we saved from our sin, or how are we saved from sin, um... Is, is a faith claim um, that that needs to be unpacked because there are some people who'd say, I don't need to be saved. Mm, okay. Um, I um, I was sitting on a on a at a church meeting, um, at a, a broad church meeting, wasn't at at the church I serve, um, and <clears throat> they were discussing the Episcopal Church's statement about. Um, you know, like why the church exists, which is to restore all people to unity with God and each other and Jesus Christ, and or to reconcile. And the person made the comment, uh, says, well, that that by that very statement, it, it, it seems like we're saying that somehow we have a deficient relationship with God. <laughs> um, and, you know, my response was, well, I thought that was sort of a given. And so even within sort of the, the, the Christian church, sometimes there's confusion as to, you know, what's, you know, what, what's really going on here? Um, what, what, what is it that we really need? Um, and, and so there's sort of this fall on, you know, the need from saving of sin to, well, I just need to be as nice a person as I possibly can. Right. Right. Oh, I think. All of the modern, I, we didn't say this in the last podcast, but all of the kind of evangelical views of salvation, um, kind of broad understandings of salvation, kind of assume, start from a false place. Um, Calvinism starts from this place. Um, Arminianism starts from this place. So those are like the um, theological roots of most of the beliefs of salvation that are in the church today. They both start from the same place, which is we are in competition with God and we have this free will that enables us to choose salvation apart from grace. So God is just like we, all of those views assume that God is just kind of the biggest floating power singularity in the universe. And we're just smaller versions of, you know, we're smaller and weaker, and so God compels us to do, you know, we got to get on the side of the biggest, strongest one, and we could go into all kinds of, but they assume um, this competition with God, but the biblical view um, is more the idea of, I don't, partnership's the wrong word, because, but there's a cooperation, so co-creators Co <laughs> well i don't that, know you don't like that one uh, may, maybe partnership kind of comes in the same way I, I don't know how to i know what you're where you're headed but keep going um so like if you were roman jewish early christian you all shared this kind of same idea of of formation how we grow how we are saved in a sense how we um, are freed from sin because that's as we said already that's the origin of the word and we used to call that the christian disciplines so it's like a tree 
Aristotle compared formation to a tree, like an acorn becoming a tree. God made the acorn, God made the ground, or the divine in Aristotle's point of view, or the sun, the light, the water. But we pull the weeds back. We um, plant the seed. We water the seed. So it's there's this sort of cooperation. It's not like a partnership because we need grace and we're not you know, strong enough to be partners, big enough to be partners. Um, but it's all, it, so as I, and so the ancient Jewish folks, the pagans, they believe that as they um, do the disciplines, or they used to call it the virtues, the Jewish folks added to that the law, then they become more into the image of, they're more saved, they become more who they're supposed to be. So Christians believed that we, as we give alms, as we pray, as we uh, study, as we grow in our faith, then um, God changes us. So it's not, does that make sense? And that's not works gospel. So, it, so it's, it, it's a process of sanctification, um, of holiness. Yeah. Sometimes can get, can get lost, um, both in progressive Christianity and, frankly, in conservative Christianity. Right. Yeah. And if I'm hearing me say this, you know, 10 years ago when I'm in the evangelical world, I'm saying that guy's advocating a works gospel. <laughs> but a works gospel assumes competition. And it, it's a different it's a different perspective. It also assumes uh, a lot of stuff about free will that's not really uh, the case. But I'm not saying I don't believe in the freedom of the will, but the freedom of the will that excludes the gift of God's grace. Um, anyway, sorry. So I'm free will, that. free will, and God's grace are not are not totally separate from each other. Right, right. So, like, what I anyway, Justin, I'm getting off. No, this is outstanding. I'm I'm so I'm so into this. I don't even want to interrupt. <laughs> so. Well, I do. I, I'm, let me interject for just a moment and yeah, just hop in. say that, you know, um, certainly Paul talks about um, sin as sort of like a spiritual power or spiritual um, force. And, and I would argue that largely what when Paul is writing about sin, he's writing about it in terms of being saved from the spiritual power of sin. Um, yes. About this in our baptismal service. Um, that that do you reject the the devil, mm -hmm. the flesh, mm -hmm. and the the spiritual desires that draw us away from the love of God? We have translated that into individual sins, and so so we what what faith becomes is sort of this sin management um, where if I if I work hard enough, um, then I'm you know I'm 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 not going to. Um, you know, that where I can kind of control the thing where Paul seems to be talking about it sort of on a cosmic level rather than sort of an individual sin issue. Now, I, I think Paul would sit there and say that dealing with your personal sins is important. But I think in the, the evangelical world, we focus first and foremost upon the individual sins that we commit rather than, you know, trying to deal with the cosmic nature of why sin exists. Right. Like N.T. Wright says, we've reduced faith to moralism. 
if you want to read uh, anyway. But and read what? Nope. Finish that. Read what? Sorry. Well, any one of his books. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> surprised, surprised by hope. The, You're welcome, the day, listener. <laughs> yeah. The, the day the revolution began is kind of his newest one that talks about the cross. But, okay. Uh, and these are books that are accessible for um, people who don't want to wade through really dense, you know. Uh, although it seems dense at times, but compared to some of those seminary books, woo. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Um, so Everett said something that made me really so. Um, somewhere in like the eighth century, ninth, tenth century, we we lost this idea of salvation as. Um, being formed into the image of Christ, the Greeks called it, the Greek word for it is theosis. Um, and you're, you're trying to um, be changed, you know, it's, it's something that you do. It's something you're involved in. Um, the Orthodox church talks about becoming like God. So that's what moving into God, theosis. And I think the, but we lost that because somewhere they stopped reading Thomas Aquinas and Augustine and somewhere in the around the time they're trying to raise a lot of money to build St. Peter's, you know, salvation becomes kind of an economic thing. Like I'm storing up merit in heaven and I can get the church can start granting indulgences. Right. Right. And then so Luther comes along and he takes out that middle part the idea of formation or the stored up grace. And he says, no, it's just all about grace. You're just saved by grace. So then all of a sudden, all the good works that we do just became about gratefulness. And then Calvin comes along and he says, no, it's not about grace. It's about being in the elect. And then, so we lost somewhere along the way we lost our part in being formed. And I think the best, uh, verse is second peter chapter one verses three and following it says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glorious glory and goodness uh through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so so that through them here's the key part you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness knowledge, knowledge self-control, self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, measure, it will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. For Christ, the whole point is just that we've lost that idea of why are we studying, why are we praying, and and it's turned us into Gnostics. We think we're we're saved by right belief, so we got to have this right belief, and that's what saved us, saves us. When the truth is, God is changing us as we do um, what He's called, what God has called us to do. Right, right. N.T. Wright talks about this and says that that the great deficiency in our theology today is is that we're still trying to interpret everything through um, the Reformation lens, 
when the Reformation is really dealing with a particular point of, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, in all honesty, Roman Catholics and Protestants are really not that far apart on 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 most things. Yes, there's you know some some differences, but you know, in truth, there's there's not this huge chasm. And and Wright says is we're continuing to interpret all questions through that lens, and we need to get rid of that lens. And we need to go back to the lens of 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 the biblical worldview. Paul is not making a an an, an argument um, solely waiting for the Reformation to happen. Paul has an argument that predates you know the re the Reformation. If I'm listening to this, Justin, though, I'm like, what the crud are these guys talking about? No, you know, this it's, is... it seems like it's maybe, I don't know. I struggle with how do you talk about this in a round table? I almost think we need like one of those videos where we have a board and we right. videos right. that are like fast forwarded. I think those are cool. So here's, okay, <laughs> no, so here's where um, this, you guys, you guys are just proving my point of part three. <laughs> Because we haven't even made it to where where we want to talk about where we are at now, because uh, we're still on history. Okay, so um, now I'm just now I'm talking business on the actual live podcast. So forget that. Um, I, it's outstanding. This is this is great because it gives origin, and that's in the biblical view, and then the sacramental view, and um, some things that I picked out of this. Um, Here's one thing that stuck out to me, and, I, and I'm sorry, I'm just grabbing this out of the air. But when you were reading from Second Peter, I think you said 1 verse 3 and on, um, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Here is something that I um, take away from that. The word you is used continually in that, and it points to that self, me, 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 salvation, um, I have to, I do this, but in... Um, I want to say the uh, Paul's writings, he is expecting this letter to be read out loud to a community. And so it's the royal you, <laughs> if you will. Right. So right. I think that gets lost when we all have our personal Bibles that we're reading at home by ourselves. That gets lost in all of this uh, because Everett spoke about having individual sin and communal sin and and which part we're talking about or Paul talking about um, as a spiritual sin and being saved from it is part of community, not just the individual, I did this, that's bad, now I'm wrong and have to go out. It's more done. And so when biblical writers are writing, uh, like Paul, they're ta- they're talking to a community. So when they say you, there's a hundred people in the room. Right. And that's what can get lost. Now, I know we're going back maybe to a little bit of the personal savior stuff, but I wanted to talk about in that in, in the salvation regards, because um, just going back to now what you said um, in the Old Testament, where it was saved from exile. It was saved from being captive. It was saved from droughts and this and that. And we've gone from now to the New Testament where, no, wait, you can be in a drought. You can be in exile. You can be captive, but you can still, as a community, be saved from your own sins, which is not taking care of those who are hungry, those clothing the naked, you know, giving water to those who are thirsty, and so on. And those, as a community, are part of salvation. Does that sound right? Well, I, I think a key, like a, so a key distinction. So it's not that the Old Testament had no interest, sort of, in our in our own 
sins. I mean, so oh, Leviticus. You know, a, no, I I agree. Le- there's yeah. a day of atonement, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you know, but it's but primarily the distinction moves from that atonement is something I can gain through my own actions, right? So so I mean, that's that's what Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, is all about. Two. Um, I cannot gain forgiveness of sins on my own. Jesus does it for me. Yours, okay. Say that again. I, I need to hear that yeah, again. Say it again about Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, so 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 a, a a shift that happens in terms of of, of atonement shifts from um, atonement and like in at Yom Kippur as something that that I do. And thus receive, um, you know, forgiveness of my sins. To sort of the New Testament version or vision of it is, is that that atonement is something that Jesus that Jesus does. Oh, okay, did for you. Okay, yes, right. he does for you. Sorry, I missed that. That's what I was missing. Okay, right. Amen. I'm lifting <laughs> holy hands right now. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't even know where to go. You guys have blown my notes to pieces. <laughs> So, well, go ahead, Tom, go ahead. if you got something. Go, go for it. Well, in your notes, you said, um, <clears throat> why do we find it so hard to talk about being saved in the Episcopal Church? But it's not just the Episcopal Church, maybe like uh, the Catholics, the Orthodox, the Lutherans. Um, so, I think that's a good place to go because we. Why do we Episcopal? Sorry, I'm, we're switching roles. But no, why do you okay. think? Why do we think we Episcopalians have trouble talking about being saved? Um, and I think Everett hit you both hit part of the nail on the head because, especially if you've been raised in a liturgical tradition, you have trouble separating salvation from the community. So this is something we come together and do together. I can't be you know when we when someone's baptized in our church everyone who's there takes a vow to support this person in their life in christ part of your salvation is being there with those people right um making that commitment to walk with you because this is it takes a walk it takes effort it takes moving your feet so um i and but then you and that's it's just a completely different way of looking at it than say I grew up with where this is I better make sure I dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and I believe all the right things. It's all about me. So I think that's one reason why we have trouble um talking about it. And there's another big reason which is I think um that whole I we've since the Methodist idea of being strangely warmed, you know, we've <laughs> We've all assumed there has to be this emotional, charismatic experience, and maybe charismatic is too far, but um, some kind of emotional experience to show us that we're saved, you oh, know? Okay. Or that's our cultural expectation. That's our cultural expectation. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm going to um, I, I'm going to make you pause because we're going to run out of time in, on this episode. But I, there are I want to go into this one, um, especially more about why the why do we find it so hard to talk about saving? Um, 
let's move back just a just a little bit on and f- wrap up with this one question. Um, and and this may have been stated on the last one, but I'm expand on a little bit. But it was what is our church's current understanding of being saved? And I think we've talked about that um, last episode through this one, but. It do, is it still based around, do you feel even, um, you know, just was it, we're three Episcopalians. Do you feel like it's still that within the Episcopal denomination? It's just that individual I'm saved from hell theory idea. Um, well, I mean, uh, so the, the clearest thing would be um, one or baptismal liturgy um, in which um, in it, um, we are we reject uh, the devil, the flesh, um, right, and right. Uh, I'm, I'm missing one. And so, anyway, so 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 we Temptations, do three right? return to Jesus, and then we join in Jesus's death and resurrection. We are reborn. So, I mean, a key distinction about you know Episcopal baptism is is we we believe in in we actually believe in new birth. Um, that baptism, you know, does something, um, and 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 so from that from that standpoint, what I would say is is that for us, being saved is um, is is being part of God's new creation. Mm, okay, that we're joining in Jesus's re- resurrection, um, and yeah, so so joining in God's new creation would be salvation. We're going to have to do a video on new creation, which, by the way, we have a video coming on sin, and I'm glad we didn't further unpack that here. <laughs> and then and then um, the new creation's another one. Uh, that w- That's a video, podcast, whatever, uh, episode, if you will. Okay, Tom, um, do you want to, as we wrap up, add anything to that? What is our church's current understanding? Yeah, do it? you have more to say about the understanding that we haven't covered already? Anything else you wanted to add to that? Well, we haven't really talked about um, sacrament very much. No. So maybe that's another episode or another time. Um, Okay. I'll add it to part three. (laughs) You want to go on the books? (laughs) I had something really genius to say, but I I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I think you've said a lot of genius today. Both of you have. It's good stuff. Okay. So um, next episode's part three. We've got more to unpack with this. I think this is a. I think this is really, really <laughs> important. Um, and I do want to go into more about sanctification also, um, because before I was in a liturgical church, it's a word that I don't even know if I heard or just you know didn't fully understand. So I think that's a, an important part in, in the image of God and so on. So um, I think that'll be something to get in as well. So uh, next episode, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, the church's understanding as well as um, owning our own baggage was uh, one thing that came up. So uh, anything else? Everett, did you have something? Nope. Okay. Tom? Uh, if you want to dig more into, um, kind of what I was talking about, the, um, it's, if you're like an academic understanding, it's called virtue ethics. And if you want to read a a good starting place is a book by Alastair McIntyre called After Virtue. Which is very dense. It is very dense. It is very hard to read. Okay. It came out in 1981, but it's still kind of the seminal work on the subject and mm-hmm. it's uh it 
But then Stanley Hauerwas is a good one to read um, also on this topic of what, how we've lost the idea of the virtues and how that's really present in Scripture. And you, got a, you got a book from him? From Stanley? Yeah. Uh, let me think about it. Um, maybe next time I'll say it. Okay. Or I'll, we can put it in the show notes. Everett might. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm writing notes. So. Yeah. All right, anything else? We're, we're babbling on now. <laughs> we'll add more in the show notes. So, Okay, let's wrap it up. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at Fun Drain Pod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.